Hello, this is Michael Dubin with Living Skills. In our time together in this podcast, I would like to talk about being liked as a manipulation. We all need and want to be liked. In being liked, we get positive attention from others, and that makes us feel valued and worthwhile. Being liked as a manipulation. We all need and want to be liked. In being liked, we get positive attention from others, and that makes us feel valued and worthwhile. It helps us to feel that we are on equal footing with others. It is nice to know that others hold us in high esteem. Nothing sends us over the edge as quickly as when other people ignore us or deem us unworthy of their attention. In our current age of social media, Many of us have become experts in getting people to like us. Lots of people openly express the idea that they love social media because you can present yourself as anyone you want to be or pretend to be. Doesn't matter if that image is real or not. One Gen Zer I recently spoke to is planning his own YouTube channel wherein he will play a character that is not himself, but in so presenting this character, He hopes to gain a following, and he tells me that lots of people do this. You get liked, and you get followed, and hopefully, you eventually find a way to monetize your presentation and make money by presenting yourself as someone else. As a form of publishing or programming, I think that this is basically no different than an author presenting new characters in books or likable characters in movies or television. The problem here is that these people are not real. So in presenting yourself as someone you are not, you are still not being liked for who you actually are. And you have to keep up the artifice or face significant backlash from your online community. But for a group of our compatriots, this level and fashion of being liked may be fine, at least for a while but it is still a paper-thin level of being liked and accepted. And what happens if and when your 15 minutes is over? All of that said, that discussion is for another time. What I want to talk about here is about the people who, in real life, whether that is in the workplace or with friends or family, manipulate you into liking them so they can get what they want out of the relationship but nothing of value or mattering comes back from them. These are usually people who are, on the surface, very likable people. They are most often very talkative and personable and almost constantly in motion, at least when you are watching. But they are also, underneath all of the collegiality and bonhomie, getting away with murder. Some examples. Let's start with work. Years ago, I bartended with a nice enough looking young guy who used his looks to get in good with our female manager. She walked it right up to the line in giving him preferred shifts and scheduling, but not enough for anyone to accuse her of favoritism. The problem was that he wasn't that good a bartender and didn't really want to work that hard. What he was willing to work hard at was getting what he wanted from his manager and maintained a passable level of civility with the rest of his co-workers. He certainly never went above or beyond for anybody or anything. 
One day, his manager had to call him out about something that needed correction, and she did it in front of other staff. It was procedural, and the correction could have applied to any of us, and thus was more of a reminder to all in hearing distance than it was a personal attack on him. Nevertheless, he escalated the argument, attacking her, and it went back and forth until he said something nasty to her, and then she announced in front of other staff that he was, quote, a lousy fuck, end quote. Needless to say, neither his nor her employment lasted much longer at this particular establishment, but he had gotten what he wanted for as long as he could until it was time to move on. How about the person in the office who was always fun and friendly and willing to briefly help others, but never gets their own work done? They talk a great game. They suck up to management who think them delightful. They get the scheduling they want. They get the time off they want. Senior management is always stopping to talk with them. Sometimes they even get to flout the dress code when no one else does. They often talk and talk and talk constantly. And the rest of the staff likes them until they begin to realize that they never complete anything and in many cases never start anything they really don't want to do. But they get away with it because they're always so busy, busy, busy with everything and everyone else that for a while they can make it look like they're working themselves to death. One particular woman was busy having fun with her co-workers and drinking on the job. She was popular and on occasion did do enough work that she could show some accomplishments. But over time, people began to realize she was hardly ever at her desk. She was here and she was there and yawn but rarely ever actually applying herself to her actual work. But they liked her. A similar version of this was a young guy who was also a big talker. Talked mostly about himself and what he was doing and his exploits away from work, as did the lady above. But when he was unable to avoid a work task, he would do it at a plodding snail's pace. Regardless of the complexity of the task, it was done at a pace that was just above glacial. Usually, someone would step in and help or take it over for him, as otherwise he would never be finished. He often resented being told what to do and made no bones talking badly about managers who made demands on him, making sure that we knew he thought they were all assholes and not to be trusted. But he was well-liked by staff and management, and he moved on just as soon as more was expected of him. But until then, he got whatever he wanted and never did anything he didn't want to do or could get out of because people liked him. The point in these examples is that sooner or later, people will see through the artifice. As the old saying goes, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. Eventually, people will see through the constant talking, all the busy activity that accomplishes nothing, and will also begin to resent the sucking up to those they think can do them some good. So it goes with the friends or family from whom they take and take and give back nothing. You can't help liking them until you get tired of being manipulated into giving them what they want. But when you actually need them, they are nowhere to be found. And the best part is, in whatever circumstance, 
when you or someone else finally has had enough and says no to them, they feel a self-righteous sense of betrayal and abandonment. But when you finally say no, it is because you are so tired of the constant barrage of talk that actually says nothing substantial and activity used to camouflage who they really are and what they are about, that you feel nothing but relief. Whether online as a persona in cyberspace, or in the actual living of life out among the other humans, people will watch you and figure out who you really are through your behavior. Behavior doesn't lie. Why? Because, in general, people wind up doing the things they really want to do, and they don't do, or procrastinate until the end of time, the things they don't really want to do, regardless of what they say. As charming, or fun, or personable, or interesting as someone may present themselves to be, the truth will out as to whether there is any real substance there. According to Wikipedia, playwright and poet Ben Jonson was named England's first ever poet laureate in 1616. He wrote, quote, True happiness consists not in the multitude of friends, but in the worth and choice, end quote. Who you choose to be and become will reflect and express your true worth to yourself. Others will see whether there is someone of depth and consequence there through your actions and behavior, regardless of what comes out of your mouth, and regardless of all the activity you use to distract others from seeing the truth of your being. Make good choices as to who you are, as it will raise your value and worth to others, and, most especially, to yourself. And, it will spare you a lot of tap dancing. I hope you have found this podcast of use. If you have any questions or comments or want more information about Living Skills, please feel free to email me at livingskillsinc at gmail.com or contact me through my website, www.livingskills.pro. At Living Skills, we offer positive psychology and transpersonal psychology coaching and counseling, spiritual coaching and counseling, and psychological skills training and education. We are especially sensitive to the needs of the LGBTQ community and also the millennial and Gen Z generations, but our services and skills are applicable to and we work with everyone. The COVID pandemic has been hard on all of us. If you want or need someone to talk to, we offer a free 45-minute introductory first session. The Problem with Humans podcast is now available on my site, livingskills.pro, as well as on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and will tell friends and colleagues about it. Please join me again in the future. This is Michael Dubin in Atlanta. Thanks for listening.